The mayors in black want you to know that we think black lives matter. People of color matter. LGBTIQA plus lives matter. People with disabilities matter. We think all populations that have been systemically oppressed matter. We hear you. We see you. We know we benefit from these systems and we want to be better allies. This episode was recorded the evening of May 12th, the night before Elizabeth Boris passed from this earth. Jackie and I are both heartbroken by the loss of such a wonderful friend and instrumental influence on both of our hobby journeys. She will be sorely missed by so many, but Liz lives on in our hearts. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to Mares in Black podcast. This is our show number 88. This is the newscast for mid-May 2020. This is the model podcast for hobbyists by hobbyists. I am Jackie, and I am joined here by my effervescent co-host from the Mile High City, Heather. Slugging her wine. 2022. Yeah. Did I say 2020? You said 2020. I don't want to go through all that again, Jackie. Yeah, I know. I understand. (laughs) I'm in a flashback. Right. So how are you? I am actually pretty good. How's the tour chasing going? Oh, the tour chasing is fantastic. Fabulous. We have been to uh, one, two, three, four. I think it's six shows. I got another two this weekend. Um, We've had a great time. Uh, Not a lot of bus activity because of the whole COVID thing. They've got a a couple people on the tour, like in charge of the tour, who are really serious about it, which is fine. You know, that's understandable. Uh, but still having a very good time. Awesome. They, they did the theme to Dave and Ethan's podcast the first night. Did they die? Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. Did they look at each other and go, ah! <laughs> well, we, they were sitting in different they were sitting in different spots. I think Ethan uh. was a couple rows ahead of us. Um, but uh, there's a point in the tour, there's a point in the show where uh, Al pretends to ask for, well, actually, we did in this was like, he's like, oh, you know, my, my guitarist, Jim, who uh, wrote the theme song to their right, right. podcast. He's like, oh, Jim's got, you know, his big solo career. He does this Hawaiian slack Hawaiian slack key guitar music, right. which is very pretty. Um, but he's Grammy Award winning and all this stuff. And he's going on and on. And he's making it sound like he might actually have Jim play something from his solo catalog. But we were kind of like, this is going to be a joke. And, Al's gonna, and Jim's going to be like, oh, well, my catalog's also yours. And he's going to, you know, whip out whatever's next on the set list. So Jim's like, okay, yeah, sure. And he fiddles with his guitar a little bit and he hits the, like the chord. And I sat there and went, I, I know, I know, I know. I, are they really playing this? I, I know that. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's 30 seconds long and Jim and Al sang it, you know, sang it. I thought Dave was going to have a stroke. Uh, the woman sitting next to me was who sang along to most of the show, which this is like deep cuts concert, sang along to most of sat there was going, what is happening? You know? Like, we get it gets done. Dave's looking at me and goes, "Goes, did that just happen?" And I was like, "Yeah." It's and uh, like, like it took him like six or eight minutes to come to to like after the you know like, and then he was like uh, for a week afterwards. He has achieved type. Valhalla. Oh yeah, like he got done and and like him and Ethan ran over and they hung each other. They're shaking and I was we were like, like we had no idea that was going to happen. No idea. 
And I'm sure it's a one-off, but it was, oh, yeah. it was the coolest. <laughs> like us, like us being on Briar TV. It was just like, thank right, you. Right. Yeah. Like us being on Briar TV. <laughs> like it was pretty, really pretty cool. Um, you know, Al did a practical joke for the two of them at his opening show of his tour. Um, but yeah, it's been cool. Um, I took the first week of the tour off and then I worked two days and I took this week off and uh, next week I have to go back and work five weeks in a row, which sounds terrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am having a good time. I agree. That sounds rotten. Sounds awful. That is that what was... I've been doing is working yeah. and it's terrible. Sorry. It's terrible. Uh, but, um, I have finally gotten all the, well, I got it all like, I guess the last little bit came a couple of weeks ago to do the medallions for oh, good. the patrons. For show? Oh, for the patrons. Yay. No, Rah. I mean, I'm still, um, Kylie's, uh, hasn't unveiled her medallion yet for the show. So this is Mel Miller's medallion for the patrons, but it's been too oh, cool. cold anyway to do like, you have to, it has to be. Sorry, at least 70 cure, right? yeah you can't yeah. yeah it won't cure in like 60s or below so it was too cold to do it till now because colorado yeah i know so we now a pretty cold we've had a pretty cold spring like today was the first day it was kind of like oh yeah it's springtime and it was still like yeah, I need a jacket. well typical colorado 40s 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 50s 80 80 yeah 80 80 it's like really yeah <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's a happy medium in there. So yeah, so we're we're getting ready to do that. And then I I've got a show I'm going to um Indian Paintbrush. They asked me to judge at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So I said, sure. And then I realized that we're probably gonna have our Zoom the same night. So I was like, hey, can my classes go first? <laughs> so I can get home so, and get on. So the I'm game. gonna go do this this show and then drive back to do our Zoom more than nice. likely. Nice. That is dedication, baby. <laughs> Woo! Well, I'll have something to talk about too. That's good. Yeah. Not that I, not that I don't talk incessantly on the Zoom anyway, but uh, no. yeah, yeah I've no vi- I've no video game updates because uh it's been tour season. Yeah, uh, I don't have any either cuz I just have been playing Pocket Camp like a a mad person. Nice. I was trying to think of something that wasn't like insensitive to say. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, I didn't want to say, like, like OCD like or a, anything like, like that. Like a fool. You know? Like a fool. Like a fool, yes. I'm doing something like, like a fool. I'm not sure uh, mad is even good for people with mental illness, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so my catch-up is uh, sort of, I've got stuff going on at work, but I can't talk about it, so. Yeah. Until I know what the what is. I have no idea what's going on at my job right now. It's great. They don't call me. They don't text me. It's, I love it. I'm going to go in there one day and be like, what's a dog? <laughs> I know. What, what is this thing? Is this a cat? What is this? Is this a cat? Is it chinchilla? Is it a muskrat? I don't know. Well, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need your nag brags and we need Feature Friday stuff for our social media. You can send those things directly to me at Jackie at maresandblack.com. Yeah, she has her own email. I have my own email, so it cuts out the middleman. And it's in a, I have it set up so I can get it on my uh, iPad and my phone. Me being stuff. the middleman. <laughs> well, yeah, because what she'd do is we'd send it to Heather, and then she'd send it to me, because trying to switch between my Google accounts is a giant right. bottom. Um, 
but we gotta fix it. We get our Instagram fixed so that you can post to it now. Like what happened? I don't know. It's just not kicking me off anymore, and I don't know why. Well, good. That's so good. I'm trying not to jinx it. Yeah, but now that I've said something, it's gonna be right. Uh, so, do we have any new countries? Now? We do not have any new countries, but our last new country was Israel. Number fifty was uh, Israel, and I got a note from Amanda uh, GC who copped to getting us Israel while she was over there uh, on assignment. So That's thank sweet. you, Amanda. Nice. And I asked her how to say her name. I was like, is it geeky? Is it geeky? Yeah, I've, like, I've never heard it said out loud, so I just pretend it's not there. And she... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I'll have to tell the funny story about how I used to say Duchesne. Is that for off air? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I used to, so Duchesne's one of those uh, schools that's always in the final four, or, you know, yeah. they're always contenders in the, in the, in March Madness. Um, and I'd never heard it said before. So I kept calling it Duquesne. And this guy I worked with, uh, Jeff Duplessis. It's like, what's wrong with Big you? black guy just laughed at me for like 20 minutes straight. And then said, it's douche. <laughs> I said, okay. Like, all right, fine. <laughs> he, I mean, I thought he was going to fall out of his chair laughing. I thought it was so funny. That's, that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, ah. so Amanda got us Israel. Huzzah. Huzzah. Uh, and then finally, uh, I guess we'll probably talk about this a little later, but... Uh... We have a lot to say about hobbyist Liz Boris this this episode. Yeah, she's, uh, we just, at this point in time, Liz is in hospice, in the hospital, um, and uh, it is certainly possible by the time this airs that we will have lost her. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to take this time later in the show to talk about her and other people that have inspired us, but Liz was a huge inspiration and gateway for both me and Jackie. So we're going to, we're going to talk about our, our relationships with her and how she inspired us to be who all we can be in the hobby. True. And it's I'll true. tell the hobby too. <laughs> no, it's true. I'll tell that story when we get there. I think we've told it before, but yeah. Uh, no, we have not because it would not have been relevant on the podcast. The thing I'm talking about is, has nothing to do with pop. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, and we'll be right back with the news. The Mayors in Black would like to thank our newest patrons, Wendy Lou Who and Karen Beeson. And as always, our herd nerds, Allison Paris, Andrea Brigadier, Ann Field, Ann Hudson, Ashley J, Bree Cundiff, Chris Walbrook, CJC, Cynthia Wyatt Briley, Darlene Stoddard, Eclectic Equines, Elaine Boardway, Aaron Michelle, Gail Bird, Grace Bachism, Haley Walker, Heather Bullock, Heather Jackson Lane, Heather Wisner, Heather Zeiger, Isabel Witten, Jamie Stein, Jenny Lambert, Jennifer Wilson, Julie Ward, Catherine Dwyer, Katie Niles, Kelly Weimer, Kenzie Williamson, Kira Matrajek, Katie Murata, Laura Heidkamp, Lisa Esping, Mackenzie Ferguson, Madison Parkinson, Maeve King Devery, Mary Reardon, 
Megan Smith, Megan Rochelle, Mel Boynes, Melissa Addison, Michael Price, Nakani Mead, Nikki Herzog, Robbie Ramirez, Sandra Gibson, Sarah Hampson, Susan Boyer, Tara Rich, Teresa Bazell, Tracy Calamar, and Yashka Hallen. The Mayor's Thank You. We're back with the news. Uh, okay. Uh, Mayors and Black news first, because we're the Mayors of Black. Our podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon. We would love for you to join it. We have Zoom parties, and we have uh, a medallion that you heard us talking about earlier coming up. That If you join before it comes out, you can buy it. It's yeah. exclusive to the top two tiers. Uh, and we also have fun giveaways and contests and, um, and we have a really awesome discord server. We have an awesome discord server and we do stuff together and we want you to come we hang out with plans, us at Briarfest. Plans for Briarfest. See. Yes. Um, so. yeah. So yeah. join up. Join up. Uh, and one of the fun things that we do that is not Patreon. It's not Patreon related is uh, we did March Madness again this year. Um, and the winner this time around is March Madness for the surprise model, our guests or our listeners guests. Um, the, the, the winner this time around was Shannon Dell. <laughs> now, I want to just remind everybody that last year. The winner was Dundee and indeed. Dundee was the surprise model. Can we get two for two? And, and and last year we were both like, oh, it's not going to be. It'll that. never be Dundee. And it was totally. I also wondered, like, like the Briar people, if when they heard that they were like, <laughs> or if they were like, damn it, because like, I know yeah. we were like that. Just doesn't I seem think right. <laughs> just me personally, I think Shannondell is a longer shot because it was in the Birds of a Feather as a uh, cardinal. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's the braided version if they use it, but. A version of Brishan also came out uh, as yeah, Kingfisher. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. So that puts another really likely one um, that was in our top list. four. Yeah, Brishan off the list. So, um, so yeah. So we'll see if we get it right two two years in a row. Yeah, that would be hilarious. We'll get a cease and desist from Briar. <laughs> Just, Just stop don't it. Run this- don't who win this contest. Who anymore. do you know on the inside? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, in uh, other we, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, in other news, uh, the Resin Renaissance, which is the show that we are co-hosting at Briarfest, all sold out except for a couple amateur artists. Yes. Lots. Very exciting. That is very exciting. And uh, it was kind of, weird guys i gotta tell this story that at the beginning mm-hmm. we got the first spreadsheet on the show from Alyssa over at briar uh, she sends those out every friday and i was really nervous because i didn't know how this show was going to go yeah. over at all right like does anyone care is everybody going to dan blah, blah. Right. um and so she sent me the spreadsheet and it had three dang people on it and i was like oh stabbed in the the heart right so i was like well you know the show was just announced the wednesday before so maybe you know people haven't signed up yet so the the list came out the next week and we had like 16 more people and i was like oh that's great and i put up the 
then I was like, all right. I was like, because I, right, I wasn't going to put three people up as the entrance. I was yeah, like, lame. So I put that up and then I like people just came out of the, the woodwork like, I'm not on this list. I'm not on this list. It turned out being like 15, 16 people that had signed up right then that. Oh, wow. That weren't in the database. So I sent it back to Alyssa and I said, yo, you know, I just want to make sure, you know, this is. I, I'm worried, like, I was worried for a number of reasons, that they weren't represented, and if they weren't represented, were we overselling and that kind of stuff, so. Right. But it it just turned out they had gone astray on another tab, but they were still registering or something like that, so it ended up being fine, but that first list just bummed me out so much, I was like, <laughs> and then, like, the week later, we sold out, so. Yeah, good time. Well, for open stuff, we still have... Uh, one or two like I, amateur artists. Yeah, like just a couple amateur artists only. Exciting. It is exciting. Uh, it is exciting, and um, we are uh, we're, we're our proceeds are going to the outright LGBTIQ Ukraine Emergency Fund. Yes, and we will have a, a link to that. Uh, charity on yes so if you want to donate all the proceeds from the raffle the auction all that kind of stuff are going to go to um the ukrainian defense fund by outright international um because in a a country that's um strongly orthodox catholic that obviously the resources for uh queer people um in some cases can be limited or not available (laughs) right so, you know, we we recognize that there's a crisis over there and it might be even be a bigger crisis for um some people. So, yeah. So, okay. So, if you give us donations, so here's the good part. You get a shout out in the podcast, you're going to be in the show program. We'll shout you out on social media. I sound like a frog. Ribbit. Uh uh, yeah, so you'll get lots of free advertising for a good donation. So uh, it can be door prizes. It can be raffle stuff. If you know, if you want to do a big ticket item, we'd be thrilled, but no pressure. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I already I already have um, a little uh, repaint for, I guess, the raffle or for auction. I'm not yeah, sure we'll, we'll, I think we meet that all out when we yeah, get together. When we get there. Uh, okay. I'm also... Uh, donating and i'll announce this on the show page i'm donating since i had three of these things at one point um the volunteer model from last year uh, i got two from working briar fest and i'm going to put one of them up um as a raffle item oh so all so all the proceeds for that will go to outright international because i just felt like you know that i was given this for work and I already yeah. traded one to get what I want, and I'm keeping the other one. So let's do something good with the leftover one. Sweet. That's good. Yay. Yay. And we have a bunch of NAMSA news this time. We do. We have, they have some new swag this they year do. for the, for the NAMS. The NAMS. They have oh, a yeah. nice tote bag. Tote, yeah. They have a nice tote bag. This tote bag is actually really nice. I like that it's just the logo. Yeah, yeah it has the iconic NAN logo that, um, Karen Gerhardt made for the organization. It's always been the masthead. Yeah. And it's a really nice tote. Yeah, that's a I, I like that. That's really cool. Um, there are also a couple of t-shirts. Yes, and I believe 
They were hobby source t-shirts. They were hobby source. One is by uh, Raven uh, Maddock. Yeah, and that's the, other the, is by... the horse head. Yeah, and the other one is Leah Patton. So t-shirts i think those are exclusive if you're yes you have to be entering to, to order these. yep and finally even number regional rep elections are upon mm. us uh, so they alternate year by year uh reps terms are two years long and now it is time for the even numbers to go um you skipped one what did i skip oh the giveaways you the entry giveaways um, so there are uh, new inbox or factory mint special run models being awarded to things like the first entry completed, the first entry started, randomly chosen winners. Uh, there are also pony pouch, same weight size pony pouches uh, made by Lindsay Diamond going out to uh, favorite names, which I love that. Uh, the least number of horses entered, uh, the show are coming physically traveling. The show is from the furthest away that's physically traveling to the show and proxy models from the furthest away. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's cool. cool. Little in- little incentives. Yeah. And then and we just yeah, talked about the reps. So. <laughs> yeah. so there we go. So yeah. So if you're in e- in an even number, uh, which would affect neither one of us because you're three and I'm nine. Um, if you're but if you're in an even number region, uh, now is the time to uh, beat the bushes for your rep. Yeah. Yeah. My old when I was a rep though I was six. So this would have been in my yeah. cycle if I was still in North Carolina. Yeah. But you're not. No. Uh, so on to Briar. Tons of Briar Fest. Tons stuff. of Briar, Briar Fest. Uh, so we also had a news story as a local story um, on, I guess, Lexington television uh, with Kimber uh, talking about Briar Fest and showing off the models. It was a really great interview. We shared it on um our channel um but we have a link to it again if you haven't seen it it was super fun got to so see this kimber the- was the the hostess uh of briarfest live last year oh um, yeah right, yeah yeah but yeah, she was good uh then also uh, all kinds of seminars and webinars open to all ticket holders um you can just go on to briarhorses.com and and kind of take a look um, of all the stuff that they have, there's some that you, you can do the workshops in your living room. Have your get your supplies, your supply list. So check it out. Yeah, we need to go to Leslie's on Friday. Okay. Woohoo! I don't think that's a problem because I don't think we have any. No, I mean the auction is I think Friday. Yeah, she'll be before the auction. Unless they're doing it online again, I have not heard a peep about the auction horses or the auction yet. Oh yeah. Oh God, I hope it's live. It's so fun. Drink some wine and scream. That'd be, yeah, because the days of the being able action. to afford one are over. Oh, they've they've never actually existed for me. Like every every year, I'm in like, oh yeah, I'm finally making enough money. I can make it. I can get myself myself an option horse. <laughs> it's always just, just a little bit yeah. out of my range every single year. And now they're a lot of bit. Now out they're range. a lot out of my range. So now I can go back to like sitting back, going Woo! <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> So, yeah, so we haven't seen any of the auction models. I can't remember if they had started putting them out by now anyway. We... I would think that they have. This is a question for Sarah Cowley. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but on to best custom prize models. Those have been announced. Woo-hoo! Yes. So, um, so 
Speaking of Dundee. <laughs> Sorry, Dundee collectors. <laughs> so the the uh, top prize is um, Dundee in black and white. Um, it, and it's done in the, uh, I want to say Sabino. Was it considered Sabino yes, pattern? This is, this is frame of arrow. It's a Sabino. Um, but uh, this is the original pattern that Dundee was in. Was it? I thought it was one of the, it was the pattern from one of the um, uh, special runs from last year. Mm, I think this is the original Dundee. This is what they've usually been is they've been a, a premier model in their, whatever their pattern, but it had been bay for a while. Now it's black. Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew that. But okay. yes, there was, there was a Pinto yeah, last I mean, year. Right. I don't, I don't think it was this Pinto. But anyway, he is sharp, 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 sharp in this black. Oh yeah, world. I think he's right. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he is. He's very got cool. mapping, and he's super cool. He's got a little pink lip. There's gonna be like five. I have to just stop thinking about that. <laughs> um, the stalemate. What's his name? Brandenburg. Uh, Brandenburg? his name is. It's Westphalia. No, Westphalia is the little one. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. Yes, his Brandenburg. Okay. But uh, the little one is the Highland Pony model in a black Appaloosa. Yes, you are right. It is the original. The original pattern? Yeah. yeah. Yes, and it's the little uh, Highland Pony. He's so cute. Yeah. Well, he looks it's like it. a Shetland, but yeah. But this ex- he's black with an extended white blanket. Yes, he's black and white version of the Stablemate Club Iris. Mm. Sculpted by Jane Lunga. Yes. All right. And then real horses at Briar Fest, because we're in person, so there's going to be all kinds of real horses you can go in. And really cool horses this year, too. Like, wow. We should go see some of them. Yes, we should. We should. So Nicholas, obviously. Right. Uh, Chablis, who is a champion hunter, Wurtenberg, Wurtenberg gelding. I want to see him. He's, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's also Montanara, who is a black forest rack horse stallion. Very rare breed in this country. Yeah. Also want to go see him. Chardonnay, Grand Prix Dressage German riding pony. I love this picture because it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't realize it's a pony until you look at the dude. And I'm like, that doll is way out of scale. <laughs> right. He's really <laughs> small for that ring. God, he's really tall. <laughs> uh, Adamek, the Apple Techie Eventer. Yes. Uh, Danny, Danish's Northern Tempest, who was the celebration model last year. Oh, I'm excited she's going to be there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very good. Uh, Benelli, the... Uh, Blue Roan Shire Gelding, who was a limited edition last year. Such a cool horse. Such a cool horse. And then there's going to be, like, this is a small list of 150 horses, because there's always, like, drill teams and right. demos and everything on the side. And there's, you know, the horses that live there full time. Yeah. Um, there's the celebration model, um, who was who was the uh, police horse. Oh, Oliver, yeah. Oliver's there. Mm-hmm. So. He lives there. Yeah. Wait, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, 
There's also uh, the Children and Youth Show. I saw there was an ad today. They were passing around. So last minute, you know, last call for those entries. I'll be judging an English performance. Come, show me your stuff. I will talk about it. Yeah. That is closing at the end of March, though. So get your work uh, like. Uh, end of May, end of May or end of May. Sorry. Okay. 2020, like, ooh, 2020, 2020 at the end of March. Like, <laughs> end of March. You're like, oh, baby, it's March. Sorry, come on. Oh, sweetie. Uh, breakables is uh, still looking for entries. Um, you've got to be a VIP, all access, or online traditional ticket holder. So basically, it's a three day ticket. That's how the show's always been. But the China show is all online this year, which is fantastic Dikes. for China. Fantastic. People. Um, so you can still, you got to register by May 20th. Um, they're wrapping up the adult novice show, uh, shortly. I finished, like, everything has to be in on Thursday. They actually took away our judge powers today. Because yeah, because everybody's done. Been judged. Yeah. yeah. I still um, need to do my write-up. Oh, I just, I sent my critique in today. Uh, I haven't decided which one I, which class I want to do yet, but I want to yeah, figure I, that out I tomorrow. ended up taking my, the class with the Lord, with the, because I did performance, so I did the class that had the largest number of entries. All my so all my classes were pretty much the same size, but there was mm-hmm. one that was particularly had a diversity of bodies that I want to discuss. So that's probably a good one to critique. Um, but also on breakables, um, Christina Lucas Francis and HR Tennessee are providing the medallions, oh, and they're um, stylistically, um, I believe, either they are. Um, Maureen loves, or mm-hmm. they are made to look that way, and they are awesome. Nice. So I am judging uh, custom glazed breed. So bring me your beautiful, beautiful, one of a kind stuff. Yes, I should dress up Thug Pikachu and see if I can do performance. The Thug Pikachu. I forgot we did that. I know. <laughs> Not terribly correct. Anyway, anyway, uh, breakable. Let's not go down that road. Yes, not. Uh, Maggie is back at the helm of the show uh, yeah. this year, and I think it's great that they're doing it online. Um, not only for people to have access that can't come, but uh, toting China's what? around is a nerve-wracking business. So and, then, and like you can actually like because breakables was always kind of like you couldn't just go looky loo at breakables because of the stuff that was there. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is a, a nice way to go looky loo at the class, at the entries. Yeah, and I and I think um I think with that and um the resin um futurity and the adult novice show, um, it really gives a good landscape for people to to show online if they can't attend and they can only attend yeah. virtually. So um accessibility at Briarfest. Yeah, so this is new. Yes. So Briarfest, if you've not been before, sprawls all over the horse park. The horse mm-hmm. park is gigantic. Like, I didn't really appreciate how big the horse park was until we did, went Rolex, which, by the way, was like, what, five years ago last weekend? Yeah. Um, bucket list. Bucket list. Uh, and we did, like, we saw parts of the park we never laid eyes on before. Yeah, 100%. Um, so. So it's always like it's a lot of walking because there's a lot of stuff. It's gotten more spread out as the years have gone on. Um, there is a, a shuttle bus loop, which is they added a couple of years ago, which is fantastic because it takes you up to Alltech Arena and the parking lots and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and at night it does loops between the horse park and the 
hotel. Uh, the hotels. Also brilliant. Uh, but in an effort to assist guests getting around the horse park so they can enjoy everything, Briar has partnered with Scooteround to offer wheelchair and scooter rent rentals to make sure guests who need assistance are able to get around the horse park with ease. Um, so Scooteround will deliver the scooters or wheelchairs right to your hotel room or home. You're responsible for transporting the rentals to and from the horse park. Um, if the partnership is being managed by Scooteround, not Briar. So if you have questions, um, you need to contact them directly. And there's a link for, uh, you can learn more and place your rental order. There's also a way to rent golf carts, which we're probably going to do again this yes. year. Which um, we do because we're idiots. I can't remember the name of them, but if you, um, if you just Google golf, golf park rental, uh, golf cart rental at Kentucky Horse, Horse Park, it'll come up. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's like 400 bucks for the weekend. Like, Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, because we mostly use it because we were zipping back and forth for lines and stuff, but it's handy to have. Um, the other thing, the other thing we did with it was we would reserve our parking space because you park yeah. your golf cart in your parking space. Well, and we were having, because of judging duties, we were both having to zip back between Alltech and, and the um, special runs. The special run lines. And plus, we used it to go over to the Hall of uh, Champions where the auction is. Um, so, yeah, so it's super handy. I mean, I know a lot yeah. of people are like, screw it, I'll just walk, which is fine. But we love that golf cart. <laughs> yeah, well, it's easier for you to get around. It's easier for both of us. I mean, every year I get more lame, I feel. <laughs> well, I, I'm lame. It's hot. I, yeah. You know, everyone knows that the heat is a huge battle for me. So Yeah. But uh, we're, we're planning on decorating it. So you will, if you see us zipping around, say hi. Yes, I have brought, brought the, blah, bought the green and blue flags, put all over it. Woohoo. And we just got to hit a thousand viewers, a thousand followers on TikTok. We are going to live oh, stream some. That is the other thing I forgot to mention. The beer hall is a go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we both got contacted to see if Dave and Josh were coming to like be bouncers at the beer hall. Yeah, I offered up uh, Jared Lane as tribute. I'm like, he's a big dude. Jared he could just stand there. That. No, he's, also dip- he's also pretty diplomatic in person. Yeah, but he's also imposing. He's big, mm-hmm. tall, bearded Tennessee. Yeah, he can boy. he can loom very easily. <laughs> yeah, so I I uh, I texted Heather and I was like, hey, because <laughs> you know, Kat had contacted me about Josh and and some other people, and it's like we we don't bring our men to this. <laughs> yeah, the boys don't. <laughs> I was like, does Jared want to? Ba- I was like, does Jared want to bounce at the beer? <laughs> Jared might enjoy that. Oh, I think he'd have a ball. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely spend some time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're definitely going to beer hall. Now, flash, like one of those flashbacks on TikTok. Poor Jared having to drag us out of the tent. <laughs> I can't wait. We're going to have so much fun with TikTok and Firefest. Uh, I got yeah. I to gotta, I gotta practice some lives because I need to figure out all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and finally, for Briarfest, the Briarfest planning guide. I think this is so great. Uh, the the uh, Jamie and the team at Briar have put together uh, kind of a first timers guide. It's one mm-hmm. of those digital booklets, digital pamphlets, and it's got nice. what to expect and welcome to Briarfest and uh, ticket packages, planning your trip, where to stay. I, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't have somewhere to stay, you're probably out of luck at this point. But Yeah, that's uh, the truth. 
getting around the park, the SRs, activities. Um, there's a big, really super, uh, super illustrated map that shows you where everything is. Um, it looks like the live auction is going because it's on the map. At, oh, sweet. So, yeah, that's something I didn't think of looking at. But, yeah, that's set up. So uh, also the Celebration Horses, which one of these years we ought to go to because I have never gone. Well, because we've always been busy. We're always in our room. <laughs> well, because that's when we run out and get dinner like someplace fun and then yeah. like, run back. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, that's the other thing that we uh, we have so many places we have to hit for dinner while we're there. We got to go to we got to go to Malone's. We got to go to Takibana. Takibana. We got to go to Nick and Norman's. <gasps> yeah, Nick Norman's is across from Nan. The Rupp Arena. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rest of the pamphlet is celebration of horses, the shuttle stuff, crafts. Um, get ready for your first model horse show, written by uh, our very own Kristen Cermelli, Um, who congratulations on the round rats. The round rats. <laughs> Uh, Kristen stressed out and, <laughs> and bought chinchillas. Why we all, not? We all cope differently. I have wine. I have. Kristen keeps adopting rodents. I buy stuff. I get it. <laughs> all I right. I buy animals, but I buy stuff. Uh, we're buy. not done with Briar yet, though. No. That's just Briar Fest. So uh, the mysterious Kingfisher, whose uh, <laughs> logo showed up on the abdomen of Cooper, the first of the Vintage Club. Kingfisher think... has pro- finally been released. It would be funny if they put Cooper's stamp on it. It would be hilarious. <laughs> but uh, Kingfisher is a Britian, but in the non-feathered uh, version. And not the like kicking a, version. Yeah, like a roan uh, doe. Yeah, he's actually very With a pretty. a glossy mane, it looks like. Yeah. So... So he's, the, I uh, didn't catch how many they were doing of him. Uh, let me see if I can check that quickly. Let's see if you log in. The heck with you, because I don't remember what I got. So I don't know. Well, I will find out, because I store all my passwords like an idiot. Well, you're not an idiot, but for some reason, what happens is something will happen at work, which is not on my keychain. And that's where it gets screwed up. 500. 500. There you go. 500. I didn't enter for him. I'm not a fan. No, I didn't either. I'm like, I mean, I'm not a fan. I'm like, looks, no, he, like, well, he looks glossy. On his the mane and parts. tail are, his I think neck. his mane and tail are glossy because it's supposed to, it's supposed to, it, the, the, the crest on the kingfisher is iridescent and that's kind of yeah, There's also a gloss look on his neck though. I, that you sure that's, that's weird. Not left over from his mane? No, no, no. His mane is off his neck. Interesting. He he's got a glossy finish. Okay, there you go. Uh, oh, it's designed well, designed by Summer Prosser. Okay, good for her because this is good pretty pretty guy. And we're still not done with Briar. <laughs> Never because today uh, this guy this link got showed up in our Discord. Um, but today, or it's actually, this is premiered on May 6th, but they found it today. Um, it was an episode of 
Horses in the Morning and Cowboy Entrepreneur, where they interviewed the some of the people from Briar. Yeah, they. Um, I caught part of it. I wasn't able to finish it, but it was Steph, uh, Jamie, and Kylie. Um, and they went through some of the Briar Fest stuff. Kylie talked about producing Troubadour for Briar. So um, it's a it's a it's a good chunk. Um, and I I need to finish it up so I can't talk with complete authority about the segment. But I super enjoyed it. Okay. And finally, um, finally, 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 Hope the Horse of the Year is available. It says it's shipping in June 2022. Yes, but you can order it. Um, just like last year, uh, benefited Covenant House this year, it is, um, benefiting Path Equestrian, which is, I believe, um, Professional uh, Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship. Yeah. Therapeutic riding stuff. So, yeah. Um, and this is, uh, Bouncer, right? Yep. That's Bouncer. Bouncer. Go ahead. Okay. But with a Pinto pattern that looks like a child is giving him a hug. Yep. Heart on his butt with a handprint. Yep. Really cute. That is cute. I like that they do these benefit horses. I do too. All right. Moving on. Moving on. We're moving into Stone. Stone. First so, up, pictures from Stone Country Fair. So you have to be part of uh the Peter Stone page to see this, but this is a really great album of over 60 pictures. Uh, from Stone County Fair, from the shows and some of the activities. Um, looks like they had a great time. It looked like a really great hall um, with lots of people in attendance. If you, There's lots of performance pictures where people just look absolutely just, ah, into it. A nice big hall. Yeah, it's a beautiful hall. Yeah. So um, they, uh, if you get on the Peter Stone Company page, there's so much related to the Stone Country Fair with a horses they sold and different picture albums and stuff like that so if you weren't able to attend and just want to see lots of pictures of the show and the events you know just follow the link and then go to the top of the page and just help yourself yeah uh and then they made an announcement for equilosity 2022 uh the theme this year is myths and legends which i'm interested Yes. Um, they are not having a model horse show this year, it says, in Lexington. Nope. They're downsizing at Velocity and focusing more of their attention on Art of the Horse, Yes, um, which is going to be in August. Yes. I think through the pandemic, they found that Art of the Horse was uh, a much, much more rewarding and particip- uh, participatory thing for them because yeah. they're always going to kind of be a side thing at yeah. Briar Fest. So there's just too much to do at Briar Fest. Yeah. So they have taken uh Myths and Legends and it's gonna be an evening event when people have time off from the day stuff mm-hmm. that goes on at Briar Fest. Um so uh it talks about what kind of models will be offered. Um and then if you look at Well actually if you click what kind of models will be offered, it says this year we're focusing on Equilosity as a celebration and kickoff for Art of the Horse. Okay. And they're going to be at Fairfield Inns and Suites. Uh, yeah, Fairfield Inns and Suites at, by Marriott, Marriott Lexington North. Uh, uh, they so. say there will also be a selection of one-of-a-kind small runs and a few event models. So, Okay. Uh, but they but it's have, not going to be like the huge thing they yeah, did prior no. to And there's not going to be a show. Yeah. Um, but they are having evening events Friday, Saturday, 
Friday, Saturday. There's two Saturday thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's only, there's only, there's only Oh, there's so 7 o'clock, uh, July uh, 15th, the showroom opens, and that, that's when they have uh, stuff for sale, and then there's a dinner and costume contest Saturday night, and then uh, at 7 and at 9, there's an ice cream social and best offers. Nice. Their ice cream social is always exciting. All right. All right, Copper Fox. Uh, the only thing we have for Copper Fox is um, they they had o- Orchid, um, the purple um, Epona, Epona Mini, crashed their servers. I saw that. <laughs> um, but they're finally shipping uh, as of uh, now. They uh, This is before the 12th. Tomorrow's the 12th. They're shipping yeah. on the 12th. Yeah, they're going to start shipping, start shipping tomorrow. I got my Epona, by the way. Isn't he cute? She very cute. She's very cute. I love the box too. I love that the block the box is black and white. Also. I know it was it was a really great touch. Yeah, that was very sweet. Of Did you get the the certificates in there? Right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was, was really I cool. Got to talk to Julia and get her and Kelly on the show. She promised. Well, she has to now. I know. We need to know what's us. going on. Seriously. Uh, so moving on to HR Tennessee, Hagen Renneker, Tennessee, um, which is Hagen Renneker now, ostensibly. Yeah, um, basically. New. Uh, this Some is good a, stuff. My yeah, God. This is a global link. So you can see this. This is on their main page. This is some of their spring issues. Um, they did a very limited run of May D in kind of a primitive bay. There were four of them and they've all four. Yeah. Gone up for auction. The last well, one. I think three of them are being sold in one stage at the museum. Oh, maybe it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the last one is up right now, and it's already yeah. past a thousand dollars. I think. Um, I would say that's got to be a minimum. Uh, yeah, that. they've all been. They've gone for uh, between a thousand and fifteen. I think. Yeah. Um. Then there's the sparkle snail, snarkle. The snail cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> and there's I a, like the cat. Too. Yeah, the SR classic uh crouching tabby. And also the goslings. Yes. So if you want to look at any of these things that have been released recently by um uh by Hagen Renneker Tennessee to their uh members, the collector club members, you can check out that link. So there's also a note here about the breakables awards. And uh, HR yeah. Tennessee has donated special runs of never-released Hagen Renneker Small Horse Black, so it is designed by Maury Love. Oh, amazing. That's crazy. Now yeah, I'm don't those look like great? They do. I Now I'm like, mm, I'm really tempted to put some tack on a horse now. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't. <laughs> I love it when you talk to yourself. I know, but I really don't have time. Uh, so... They also uh, just uh, nine hours ago uh, released re-released um, the HR Maltese um, in a new uh, color. So it's a Havanese. You have to be a member to see this, but it is the cutest little doggy in a kind that of is a cute dog. Yeah, caramel color with a royal blue uh, bow in its hair. It's so cute. And they have a picture of it next to previous Maltese's, a, a white one and a, a est blue. Mm. 
And finally, oh. they're already sold out of this. Yeah, I tried to log on and I couldn't log on to get this. This is the Papa Unicorn, miniature unicorn, uh, done in um, kind of this really pink. Is it pink purple or blue purple? Uh, I think it's blue purple. Um, Because I'm not looking at it right now because it won't yeah, close, it's like it won't close my Havanese picture. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 blue with like it's blue with like pinky purple. But it was um similar stuff you saw on the hippocampuses that they did earlier. Yeah. And um but it's really pretty and um already sold out, so bummer because I didn't Yeah, because it was cute. <laughs> I tried, man. I wasn't fast. I tried, man. I tried, but, man. So yeah, so HR Tennessee is plugging along, man. I can't I can't wait to see what they do next. Um I'm uh, super pleased with what I've gotten from them so far. I have, oh yeah, me too. I have my Poco Bueno and my uh, my Kelso Mare and uh, the fold that goes with it, which are just exquisite. I'm about to owe them like eight million dollars. Yeah, same. And I still have some in the works. The uh, Abdullah. Yeah, I, I'm still waiting on Abdullah. Uh, I ordered Poco Deuce, uh, the Kelso. Yeah, fold with the Kelso. Kelso comes with a fold, right? You had to order, uh, they're ordered separately, but yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting on all this. Yeah, <laughs> nine million. I'm going to owe them $9 million. $9 million. Like, I'm just going to get an email from Christina, and she's like, look, just direct deposit your paychecks for the next couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> That's not a exactly. <laughs> Worth it. It is worth it. The Poco I'm Bueno very... is stunning. Just stunning. Poco Deuce. Or Poco Deuce. Poco Deuce, Grateful. I'm looking at Grateful, Agile. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at my email. They're all here. Was Poco Bueno the original? Is that why I keep slipping up and saying that? I don't know. Poco Bueno was a very popular quarter horse sire. Oh, and, and, you know, sire yeah, I think everybody. that was it. I think that was the original. I think it's just he was a popular horse. In this. No, I mean, I think that they modeled. I could have sworn she had a picture of it. He doesn't look anything like Poco Bueno. Uh, the, the, the horse, Poco, the model, the quarter horse, does not look anything like Poco Bueno. I had a Poco Bueno quarter horse. That was very physical. I say he was a Poco Bueno quarter horse. Poco Bueno was like, you know, 400 years back in his pedigree. Right, right. But he was there. <laughs> yeah, Poco, Poco Deuce, the real horse behind HR2 bits. There's a picture on Hagen Ritter, yeah. Tennessee. So yeah, it wasn't that particular issue, right? But I'm sure he's he's related. They're all related. Anyway, in they're all. Horses. I know they're all related. <laughs> but makes a purebred a purebred. They're all related. Anyway, let's not go down that road. Let's not go down that road. Uh, Causing trouble. Other. Oh, lots of other this time around. Uh, um, yeah. So Briar, Va Briar Value Guide is having their Briar Fest sale. Um, so this is the Briar Value Guide. Everybody's always like, oh, what are these things worth? This is what you want if you're trying to ask that question. Because she does base it off of actual sales. Yes. Um, but you can get a six-month subscription for 40 bucks, 44% off the regular monthly rate. Worth it. Um, it's got, I want to say... I know they had all the traditionals. I want to say they've got classics and maybe stable mates now. 
Uh, yeah, I think she has their tra uh, traditionals and they the classics. They were working yeah. on, yeah. They were working on that. She was pretty complete scale. with the traditionals. I think her biggest hole has yeah. always been the images. Oh, yeah. But she had the values everything. for almost everything. Yeah. So if you're buying or selling. It is a good. Uh, it is a good. Realistic good resource. resource. She brackets things. So they have a high end and low end. So, yeah. it, you know. So you can know if you're like coming in and getting a deal or not. Well, and if you if you t if you put that in hand with the Briar Reference Guide, the last episode we talked to Barb Bacon, um, it can give you some more insight into variations. If Briar Value Guides covers the value on certain variations or known um, diff you know models that are different, even though they're considered in the same run, so right. Um, so I saw this on Break the Mold Studios shared these. Custom glazes, which are on these little Duncan Arabs, and I think they're adorable. This is Aaron Shell. Oh, these are cute. Aren't yeah. they cute? They are cute. That Appaloosa is really cute. Yeah, they're they're uh they're finished very well, like it's the matte, and then it's got a glossy mane and tail, which I think is fantastic. Well, the pattern is very pleasing too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a craft mold, but I, I, the job that she's done on them, like, get, her, get yeah. that girl some real bisque. Yeah, right. <laughs> Heck, I have one. <laughs> it wasn't this, uh, but uh, a, a mini Nataf that I, I still have that was one of uh, Leslie Kathman's kiln tests. Yeah. And it's so adorable. It's, you know, this little, you know. The little molds, tiny body. Yeah, but. It's still just Leslie's craftsmanship just totally elevated that mold. And I think <laughs> this, this girl's work does great things, especially the oh, Alusa for that yeah. mold. So Erin Shell, check her out. Yeah, check her out. Uh, Horsing Around released a bunch of new stirrups lately. I mean, we've got the bent leg ones here, but they did a bunch of peacock stirrups like yeah. right before this. Yeah. Which very exciting you can have now safety syrups on your entries it's just it's just a neat cool detail oh and they have the treads in them which was something that you always had to kind of add because they never were in there and you can change your tread color black to and white can, yes just like the real deal um but really cool but they also have the racing syrups and they have, pe they have the peacock safety syrups with the rubber band yep um i think the peacocks are of the are they're one sixth. Uh, no other racing here it says, but uh, oh, these are one six also, so they're big. These are too big, Mac. Yeah, there's some people with one six horses. What's his name? Yes, Does but one ninth, please, Mac. Come on, man. Give him a minute, because he does, they do do stirrups in all, they do stirrups like from stablemate to traditional, so they do that whole range so perhaps we're getting these these are cool though they are really freaking cool i like them a lot now we need the the little rubber ones the ones that have the springy sides oh yeah the, the those the safety ones that they had the inventors use the yeah. red the red ones yeah they have shock yeah. absorbers <laughs> god i could use those <laughs> oh, yeah. see and i think those would have just made me more noodly Oh, I don't know. This would be useful. Um, um happy, happy Camper Live. Woohoo! 
Um, this is uh, the Stein Camp's uh, new uh, show. I think this is going to be a good show. I like, think it's going to be. The collectability division in particular is going to be murder. I asked them to have custom glaze and they said they would. So, mm. so I am definitely thinking about going the, to this. Are you sure. really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to look and see that, but that's still torches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I think it's awfully close to Dragon Con as well. It's Dragon Con's the first week of September. Right. I think this is like two weeks before. Oh, no. It's, it's, two, we- it's two weeks after. It's yeah. two weeks after. But yeah, I really want to go to this. I don't know if I can pull it off, but I'm going to try. Yeah, I already have tickets to Dragon Con. That's it, though. Okay. Uh, Kelly, Kelly Seeley has a new website. Yes. Yes. And uh, she announced it on her Instagram. She says and there's not Instagram much is... to look at yet, but it's new and it's but improved. It's new, so be aware. And I just like looking at her stuff. I do too. Her stuff. She's doing stuff with 3D printing that's just nuts. That's insane. She's got minis for sale, um, and she's also got her her version of the carbide scra- scrapers mm-hmm. uh, available there, which are awesome. Um, so uh, check it out. It's a work in progress. It says so, um, but her future sales will probably be here. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. Yeah. Take a break and uh, talk about Liz. Boris and some other people that uh, influenced us is um, I, we I were sorry-eyed young people, second-gen hobbyists. Uh, yeah, so we're old, but we're we're old, still but we still have older. influences. Yep, there are people <laughs> like, older. We'll be right back. The Mayor's in Black podcast. All right, we're back. We are going to talk about the olden times. Ye old olden times when you had to send a sassy out to get anything. The, uh, the That's late, a self-addressed stamped envelope, kitty. Yeah, the late, uh, the late 70s, early 80s when we were uh, formative hobby kids. Hobby kids. Um, we started, Jackie and I, actually, the biggest difference in our um, hobby journey was I... I was given a briar about as soon as I could sit up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I always marked my collecting from when I got trigger, which was, you know, my first briar. I was like four. Yeah. Um, and I, people kept giving them to me. Like I was getting them. I was an army brat and there were pictures that, you know, go back to 74, 75, 76 with me with briars in hand at Christmas. Cause that's all I wanted. Um, but I never, uh, I didn't really get into the other side of the hobby, which was like knowing other hobbyists and doing pedigree and stuff like that until I finally subscribed to just about horses, which probably Mm -hmm. wasn't until 78 or 79, I want to say. And then it was like, you know, like the, the, the creativity that was already in place at that time um, just blew my mind because, you know, up until, that it was just me and my horses on my own and my sister and I playing with them, you know, um, and just carpet herd kind of stuff. So, um, I remember getting those early, just about horses and, um, Liz Boris, of course, was a huge 
influence, um, like probably the the primary influence on me, um, because she at the time ran Ipabra. She ran the Arabian pedigree oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. She was customizing. Um, she had she was standing these amazing CMs as her stallions. I still have a picture that I never sent back to her. And I'm so glad that I still have it. I've, I've told her this story uh, because I'm going to frame it and hang it on the wall of like Ivan Soccer or whatever his name was. Oh my God. The yeah. Big dapple gray CM, Proud Arabian Stallion. And he was just, you know, he killed everything in the show ring and had the, the three crosses that, you know, Epaver would give you and all that kind of stuff. Oh my God. Uh, but her just. Her talent, and I didn't even know her at the time. I didn't meet her till years later, like literally, uh, when I went back into the hobby because I I kind of took a leave of absence from yeah. it in high school and college. But um, her her to me, she was just the alpha and omega. Like she was just doing such amazing stuff. I didn't know who Sarah Sarah Mink was. I don't even think Sarah was on the scene at that point. Um, there were I remember. Um, sending SASEs to get um, the mimeographed model horse magazines. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing Kathleen uh, Maestas' stuff, the diamond horses. The and you would you would read these. I mean, the descriptions back then were just so amazing. Um, and you would. Yeah, picture, we'd have pictures. You, everything yeah, was on word. You would have yeah. to picture it in your mind. And it was just unbelievable. Carol Hale. Sometimes there would be a drawing. Yeah, sometimes there, or there would be really because it was copying technology was so bad there would be really terrible pictures. Yeah, but uh, we should get back onto trying to get Kathleen Masters. By the way, yeah, um, yeah, but and, uh, and and the only other person I like Carol Williams, of course, and Chris uh, now Flint, uh, Chris Dandel, Chris Cook. I remember vividly seeing her, a story in just about horses about her saddles. That mm-hmm. she had built from hand one that she gold filigreed with a horse's head on, oh on. I mean, it was just, and I thought, I, I will never be able to do this. These people are geniuses, right? Geniuses. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, like, those, those names to me are huge. And I, you know, I at the time, I didn't know who Marnie Warlarius was until I came back. So, in that way, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a little bitter that I didn't know Marnie and uh, some other people that were part of that whole movement. But, but my limited exposure before I ducked out was Liz, Carol Williams, and Chris Flynn. Okay. So um, I kind of, I got my first priors when I was five, but I was not really horsey until I was 12 or 13. Like between that, it was very dino. Right. You were dino girl. I was very dinosaurs. Yeah. Not necessarily great, but, uh, um, so I got into horses kind of like when I started discovering horses was when all the girls around me were getting out of horses and into boys. Yeah. Me. My timing <laughs> always, always impeccable. Well, mine um, was boys and real horses. And like, I, yeah. I, so I know a lot of girls go through this. I ride real horses. Model horses are lame. <laughs> so I did both. Um, Cause I had the model horses and then I finally got riding lessons, but I just, I kind of like closeted my model horses. I can talk about them. Sure. But I still really liked them. And my 4-H club did a model horse show every year. And I kind of like did it on the side, but just didn't talk about it to anybody. Yeah. 
Um, and then I finally met a local friend of mine who was a, another real horror way. We pony club together. And somehow we, this dark secret that we were both very involved in model horses came out. And we were like, oh, and we just gravitated towards each other. Um, and she did customizing. Um, I was really kind of into OF. I was already in, interested in performance stuff. Who was um, this? I, Do you remember uh, her, her name? name was, her name was Andrea. I don't remember her last name. Um, she's not a hobbyist anymore. Um, she kind of had, it, it kind of got rough for her after high school. So mm. kind of like, I don't, I don't know where she is today, but her name is Andrea. Um, she had a real Arabian horse named Bando, um, who was a very nice horse. Like, like you could, like he was a dog, like could sleep underneath him and he'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Bomb proof. Um, yeah. Absolutely bombproof, but an Arabian, very obviously an Arabian. Um, but uh, so, uh, see, my thing was when I got to vet school, I was like, "This is going to be." So I brought model horses with me to college. Um, nobody really did them with me in college. I kind of was still doing it on my own, and I was photo showing a lot at that time. Actually, um, I was not live showing so much because there just weren't a lot of live shows. I would say live show like once a year. And uh, my big thing was I was going to get out of them when I went to vet school and I was going to be finger quotes serious. <laughs> and then I got to Cornell vet school and the very first thing they did to us was like gave us net IDs to, so we could go online because this was a new thing. Um, I graduated undergrad in 91 and two years later I came back and, and the internet was now a thing. Yeah. Uh, and we also had there was for the vet school there was an internal online bulletin board that was pretty important for stuff. So um, one of the very first things I did as getting out of the model horse hobby was to put an ad on the school bulletin board asking if anybody else was interested in model horses. And that's, that's how awesome. I met Leslie. That's how I met Leslie <laughs> Um, and we eventually met, like, there was a, there was a core group of us at Cornell. We, to the point where we actually had an official student organization on Cornell called CFOMAC, uh, which stood for Collectors, Enthusiasts, and Fanciers of Model Horses at Cornell. Um, Dr. Harold Hintz was our advisor. Um, and he is a big freaking deal. Like, he was, he's deceased now, but he was a big freaking deal. And it's just like, and like, he was like, I was a, class, a student of his in his undergrad horses course, and he's just had a great sense of humor. He, was, he liked students, and um, I was a TA for him in that course the next year. Um, so, you know, I had a, you know, kind of had like a relationship with him. So I, so I kind of like pranced myself down to his office one day. I was like, hey, would you be our student advisor for this? Because what would ping me to him is when he was introducing the different breeds of horses in his horse class, the last breed he did was briar horses. So he would go, this is an Arabian, this is a thoroughbred, this is a, da, da. and then the last thing he would do is, these are prior horses, and you should know about these. <laughs> and I was like, I need to get to know this man better. <laughs> um, and, and he was like, well, what do I have to do? I was like, you just need to sign this piece of paper. And he's like, I don't have to do anything else. I was like, no. He's like, great. <laughs> so he was our student advisor. He was our student advisor. Um, so, so yeah, so I didn't get out of model horses. I got way more into it because that's when NAMSA got founded. Oh, yeah. It was like 1994, so I was online for all that nonsense. Um, but Liz, 
I mean, I told this story at our interview that, like, I went to the MAR in, like, the early 90s. It would have been before I went to vet school. Was I, I, I had a pen pal. His name was Terry, and I can't remember what her last name is. She's also not in the hobby anymore. But Terry was older, and she invited me to stay at her house for MAR. And I was like, sure, I'm going to go. And I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this. I was just like, Dad, I need to go over this weekend. <laughs> he was angry. Um <laughs> Your I dad drove, angry? Drove oh. to a stranger's house, spent the weekend there, and went to a model horse show. Um, and like I like I say that now, I was like, "What the hell was anybody thinking?" Um, <laughs> but uh, at the, the only thing I remember about Mar, I don't remember how my horses did. I brought a bunch of OFs. I don't think they did great. Um, but Amara Studios and Nightwatch Farm were there with a whole table, and at the time. Liz and Judy had an Arabian Stallion resin and a Fjord. The Fjord was brand yep. new. And they had a table full of these things. And I was like, oh my God. I was so fangirled out. It was stupid. Like, I went over to Terry at one point. I was like, oh my God. And she was like, we'll just go over and talk to them. I was like, I can't do that. Like, are you what are you crazy? I can't just talk. She's like, they're just people. Just go talk. I'm like, they are people? What? So I didn't talk to them. Um, I got, I think the closest I got to their table was maybe five feet. So, so nerdy and shy. And um, I don't really remember how I kind of then later struck up conversation with Liz. Um, but I knew Liz before I knew you. Yes. I and we talked a lot. And Liz Liz was the one who was like, you should get on the NAMSA board. Your region needs, because at the time there were only five regions and my region needed a thing. And she's like, we're trying to split them up and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was on the original region five, which was region nine and 10 now. Right. Um, and Liz had made the map that the current regions are based on. Um, and uh, so I was the region five rep when they split. I was the region 10 rep because I lived in Connecticut at the time. And you came on as region six. And, uh, you know, yeah, I came it. a year. I think I came a year after you. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, legend has it, you know, we hated each other on site. Both of us had independent relationships with Liz. Both of us went to Liz and said, who is, who is this B? Who is this B? Who does she think she is? And Liz was and like, Liz just both Liz rolled her eyes and was like, oh, stop. The two of you stop. Yeah. I, and then I knew who uh, Liz was. Um, I came back in the hobby in 94. Uh-huh. Um, and I was in Louisiana at the time working at JRTC. And that was right after they had split everything, right? Yeah. Um, it's Wait, so, we split everything. What do you mean split everything? For uh, NAMSA. They had no, re- that didn't happen until after 2000. 94, the organization got held the first annual. Oh, 95. you're right. You're right. Because I was still Region 4. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas, right? And Kim yeah. Jane's David. Uh, I looked up the hobby and I was like, holy crap. Like, what happened while I was gone? Right? Because, yeah, she, now we all have the internet. So Bayou Land Live was the first show I went to. Um, and I met Elaine Sulcer there and the whole Texas crew, Colette Robertson, Sue Stewart, uh, Christy Party, uh, Carrie Sapp, who I still adore. Um, yeah. Just tons of people that I, I still, like, those were the original people I knew, mm. like, the face of the hobby. But I yeah. was also, you know, 
I I was very into this CM thing, right? The artist residents mm-hmm. were established, but not like they but are still now. Pretty new, yeah, still pretty new. Um, but somehow I found Pam Hutton's work, mm-hmm. and that's how I I got to know Liz personally was through Pam okay. Hutton's stuff. Um, and I remember being on. We had this private. Even back then, there were private boards, right? And I was on this private board for fans of you know super fans of Pam Hutton. And yeah. she and she was on there with us. And so it was like me and Diana Patterson and Nancy Mack. And I think you came eventually. I came eventually. Yeah, Liz eventually brought me into that. Liz, group. Liz, of course, Judy, um, Jenna, uh, uh, now Levi Kroll. Sorry. Um, uh, Sarah McKevich. Sarah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, you know, just got to talk to Liz by the time we went, I went to Nan for the first time I knew online. I knew Liz really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'd gone to Mar a couple of times. Cause I was in, uh, Oh yeah. Cause you were in South Carolina. Yeah. I'd moved to North Carolina in between all that, mm-hmm. you know? So it was, yeah. So it like, I, you know, and I told her when we first started talking, I was like, you have no idea how I worship you. And she just, she was yeah. always so humble she was like no no you know sarah's the real genius like so yeah. and pam's the real genius she was so self-effacing you know when she did just like her dapples like kicked off a revolution oh i still do <laughs> because i know you know the the, the famed uh 2001 model, you know not just model horses video which both you and i are in yes. liz is in there too yeah. and you so and I Eleanor. did not know what so is, <laughs> so Eleanor. is Eleanor. So is Eleanor. You and I, I mean, I, I knew of Eleanor, I wasn't friends with Eleanor yet. You and I did not know each other no. at all. And I had no um, idea who but, you were. Right, but I was friends with with Liz at that point. I was too, which is so yeah. funny. And I was friends with Judy. Um, I, I just, I don't really remember how I kind of picked up that friendship. Um, but I remember talking to Liz a lot and I had a scamper that had been my mother's that had four broken legs and a broken tail and I still had all the pieces and I Judy repaired her because Liz was like, you know, give her Judy favor. And it was like, cause Judy was a really amazing restoration mm-hmm. artist. Judy was knew. just amazing. Period. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I still have that scamper. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, and then because of things that happened on that particular board, um, Liz was kind of like she took a hiatus from the hobby for a while. Like she, I had to. Out. Like I was yeah. gonna stick it, and I was just like, I'm so burnt out and emotional, and I cannot do it. But she, but she kind of vanished from the hobby completely. You didn't really. No, I just. Well, you vanished. I did for a while because I got to remember I got divorced. Mm. Right. So just you and I knew each other. Um. But uh, you know, but. Liz kind of took a step back, and then she kind of came, she started to come back, because I have a, a daffod that I, I put up today on yeah, I saw that. Nagrag, um, that she painted in 2014. And then, um, for a while, I was, like, very obsessed with Saracen, who is a horse that's going to come to live with you, who yeah. was a Nahar, Sarah Rose Nahar, in a flea bitten gray that Liz did. And he was just, hmm. He's like stunning. ahead of his time, when he went when when he got sold the first time, I just couldn't I couldn't do it. Um, but I had a chemosabi, and I had talked to Liz originally about doing that, 
And she originally accepted the commission. I think I had to get the horse prop. This, horse, this poor horse went around for... Liz was going to do it. And then, like, maybe a year later, Liz was like, I'm not taking any more commissions. I'm sorry. And I was like, that's fine. You know, she's like, I'm overextended. I can't do this. I'm like, that's cool. Um, I had the horse sent to someone else. Maybe Danelle Giacomo. Arrived broken. His tail was broken. Yeah, that's a big tail. I can I yeah. can see how that could happen. Um, she was like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm like, just send him back to me. He came back to me, got his tail fixed and got prepped. I didn't do it, but came back to me and languished for years. And then Liz kind of came back on the scene. And I went to Liz and was like, hey, you remember that King Wasabi? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I'll do that. And um, she painted him, and he's a flea bit and gray because of Saracen. And when she sent him back to me, she sent him with a Carrie Nelson Arabian costume. Oh my and god! She's like, hey, she's like, I played with. She's like, I played with this when he was here on him. She's like, you do more performance training than I am, so I'm going to lend you this costume. Oh wow! Um, so I had this costume for years, and I showed it a few times. And like last year, she asked for it back finally, and I sent it right back to her. Um, but yeah, but yeah, she sent him with this. Costume, and he did look very hot. If I do say so. right, yeah. I mean, I remember the whole hiatus she took. You know, mm-hmm. fan, P- Pam fell off the face of the earth. Sarah took a step back mm-hmm. um, because she was also overloaded, and she had her own struggles. And um, yeah, I think that um, Liz was, you know, she also was overloaded and just needed mental health space around that time. Yeah. Um, Judy, who was one of her roommates, uh, passed, and that was very difficult for everybody. Yeah, um, she had been sick, and no one had any idea. Judy, and this is a you know, this is another condemnation of our, um, of our healthcare system. Judy had, uh, like me, has uh, asthma and allergies and all that kind of stuff, um, and she wouldn't go to the hospital because she couldn't afford it. And by yeah. the time she got to the hospital, she her pneumonia and everything else was so bad they could not save her. She had heart failure. Like, she had heart disease she didn't know about. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, another thing with Liz. So, I'm a huge fan of Weird Al Yankovic. That's what I'm doing right now. So, if my time is limited on the podcast, it's because I'm trailing after Weird Al. Um, and uh, Liz was very into music. And she was into Danzig and Tiger Army and a couple other bands. Yeah. But she followed all over the joint. And so she, her and I kind of bonded over this, although our genres were different. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, <laughs> I, introduced, I introduced the concept of, like, like a Weird Al fan, and we refer to this activity as tour chasing. Yeah. You're chasing the tour bus. And I, I gave her this, con- I, I gave her that word one day, and she's like, oh, I like that, I'm going to use that. So I, it, it amuses me that perhaps, like, it's being used over and in, in, in those with those musicians that came from Weird Al. But she also um, did a lot of photography. Like, she had a, a really nice camera that she oh, would bring. Because these bands were small enough that they knew did, who she was. Didn't she? Wasn't her degree in photography at Pratt? I have no idea. I believe it was. We have to listen to episode 68. Yeah, I mean, um, I, but, remember, I remember where I met 
Liz in person. It was mm-hmm. at Diana Patterson's show in Castle Rock before I ever lived in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And Diana had me, I think, pick her up somewhere at the airport or something. And I picked, I picked her up and she got in the car with me and I had to, whatever the rock station was on, because I'm, you know, an old school right. metal head. She was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> But, uh, but these bands were, like, small enough. They knew who she was, so they would just give her photo passes. And she took beautiful concert photos. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in part, because of her doing that, that is what gave me the impetus to start bringing my camera to Weird Al shows. Yeah. So, you know, that's a direct influence to Now, I have photos that are published in... There's a coffee table book about Weird Al that I have a photo that is, takes up an entire page. Uh, the box set that came out a couple of years ago, I can't, I, I have so many, I lost track of how many are in there. There were images I took that were traveling around with his tour a couple of years ago. Like there's stuff on the website. Like I, like, awesome. like all of that stuff is because of Liz. Yeah. I mean, Liz would go to, uh, sometimes our bands align and sometimes they don't, but every once in a while we would both have gone to the same tour in different ways. But yeah, she was a tremendous music fan. Tremendous Mm -hmm. is, I should say is, we haven't lost her yet. Um, uh, Tremendous eye for art. Her gosh, her art collection. Oh my God, her art collection was outrageous. Her taste in fantasy art is just outrageous. Just so good. And like I went to her apartment a couple of times and it was always just, it was, a, yeah. somebody else on Facebook was like, it was always like going to the most amazing private art museum you've ever been to. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it, like there was a lot of stuff in there, but it was a lot. of Yeah. Yeah. And her music collection. I remember at one point she sold some of her music collection and just got bucks for some of the <laughs> rarities she had. Yeah. Um, and her her collection now of um, illustrators and fantasy art and uh, you know it goes without saying model horses is is bananas so oh yeah uh, but yeah you know I when people talk about you know some of the most uh, you know legacy wise for me you know who influenced you who framed your taste in model horses you know Liz is top friggin five. First person to ever get me into the hobby, like hardcore, like to see the possibility of what the hobby could be. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, she laid the basis and, and, and and of course, Sarah and Pam Hutton kind of showed the light of what the path for was going to be. But I don't, you know, Liz always kind of was, um, denigrated her own skills, but she was so much better than she thought she was. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I think I came across her like kind of when I got to vet school, um, the first year of vet school is all anatomy. And um, I dissected a horse and I remember coming home one day and looking at my models and being like, like just looking at them different. Like I had a different lens now to look at them. Um, And I was seeing the anatomy differently than what I had been. And at about that time that I was having that personal revelation, like people like Liz and Sarah were having that in models going, it's anatomy that's important. It's not confirmation. Those are yes. two different things. And that was like a radical concept in the, in the mid nineties. This was yes. like 93, 94. 
Um, and I think that's how we ended up crossing paths. But I think we were, I think she was also on Haina, and I think we were having similar kinds of conversations. Yeah, I mean, before it had the name ABCs, like it mm-hmm. was the whole movement, because I remember I was very much a part of it. I was like, it had, you know, Sarah and I would have long conversations. Um, we were there for together um, uh, with Leslie at Lynn's, one of mm-hmm. Lynn's Wire to Winnie's a million damn years ago. And talking, you know, it all came down to viability. Like, yes. And I remember that being such a huge topic. Like, if you're going to see him a horse, make it better. Right? right. It's, you know, especially with the Hess models, a lot of them were problematic, of course. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of them. So really take weird. a Hess and make it better. If you're going to take some of the newer sculptures that are done, you know, by today's standards, you better know what you're doing and make it better because making it worse is not acceptable anymore. Yeah. And it's also easy to take those and like be really simple with them and still have a very good horse. But one of the things, and, 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 and I love Liv so much for this, is she cared so much about this philosophy. Um, and I would watch her watch classes um, uh, at Nan, where we were all there mm-hmm. together when that film got shot at Zebra. Oh, that God, was, yeah. was Melissa Galding's show. Um, you know, Liz would, like, she knew, like we say, like, we know when we're beat, but if something uh, she found undeserving would win, she would, she, it would really affect her. Yeah, it would really, she would take that very personally. Yeah. And and it didn't have to even be her horses were not in the running or anything. And she's like, you know, nobody's going to take this seriously if we don't have a standard. And I'm like, she's right. She's still right. We've still tried to standardize judging, and here we are in 2022. We're still not able to do it. I mean, I think some of it is like the the frustration we have in this hobby is there are people that are doing it at like the A level shows, and there are people that are doing it at like the 4 H level shows, and they're not wrong. The problem is they're all competing together. Hmm. You know, there are people who are really are just. This is what I do for fun. And there are some of us who are like, no, we're coming for your eyeballs. Like, you know, and the problem is I'm showing the, the person who wants to come for your eyeballs is showing against the person who's like, I'm just here to have fun. And it's not fun when those two groups interact. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, but I'm, we also, but we also, I don't think are big enough to stratify the way we probably need to. No, of course not. Uh, Cause we have to be a jack of all trades. Um, and yeah. that's just not possible. That's why I backed off on judging some things that I know I have mm-hmm. no bus- business judging. It, like, oh, yeah. Like collectability and stuff like that. You oh, used yeah. to be able to get away with that when they were combined. Well, you used you could to. kind of be like, this is a good looking horse in a weird color. And, eh. you know, because well, Briar, Briar judging in particular used to be this weird alchemy of, you know, confirmation breed type. There's air quotes. You know, sure. Um, and collectability. Like, collectability used to play into original finished judging all the time. And kind of when that conversation started to happen... 100%. A, a, it wasn't the first name. It was maybe the second or third one. The champion Morgan Mare was a blue decorator running mare. And everybody sat back and went, shouldn't be blue. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, but, but, but they were like, but that's a really desirable model horse. Mm-hmm. And that's when the the collectability splits kind of came about. Well, and I also think, um, 
Right. And it's true of China as well. Before there mm-hmm. were no CMGs at this point, obviously, uh-uh. really, um, except for maybe what Karen Grimm was putting out. But but um, China also has that that weird up until that point that weird yeah. je ne sais quoi where it was well yeah it's it's a breed but. It's also, you know, look at the artistry of this this Rosenthal. Or look well, at, you I mean, know, Brie, it, Brie wasn't a concept. It was just halter. Yeah. So, you, it, know? you know, it, it you know, desirability played a huge part in oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that's great and everything. But, you know, when we, we started, it got big enough and we started gravitating towards that ABC part. The pushback from, you know, people that were used to the old way was just really weird. Because well, people... I mean, it's it's still it's still weird because I think you still have people that don't understand it. Like no. I think there are way more people that get get it now. Because boy, in the early nineties, when you're like trying to explain how a how a hind leg should go together, and like mm-hmm. some of these things were not possible, and mm-hmm. it was it was tough even with making diagrams. Oh. But uh, it's more 100%. acceptable now. But there are still people who don't get confirmation versus anatomy or can't look at a static model and say what it's doing. Like, I mean, the walk sure. versus jog discussion that comes up with Zippo Pine Barb annually. Versus jogging. <laughs> I had a whole alert. ass argument with a very well-known person about what totalists or not totalists, but, uh, Oh yeah, no, I remember that too. Uh, um, what it was his name. He was he was an herbal, but it, doing extended try. That was I. It wasn't. It was like a working. No, it was it. It was a resin. It was a work. Yeah, it was like a working trial. That I, like no extension means you have to really stretch it out there. That's a. That's I was not like that is not. I swear, I like all that is holy. That is not a working trial. That's and not they just, a, yeah. You know, and, I don't remember what model that was about, but I do remember that. I've kind of modified. Maybe it's my old age is mellowing my mm-hmm. angry butt out. But I kind of feel like on a local level, fine, go for it. Get who you can get to judge right. the show. Hand out the cards. If Nationals is going to continue um, as a serious entity, your judges have to be vetted better. They just so I be- so I'm like. The thing is, though, if, if we're sending, if we're taking cards to send horses to nationals, we're getting into a completely different topic here, which we probably we are. For another but time. Liz would love but it. <laughs> Liz would love it. Uh, if we're if we're if we're taking horses, that we're sending to nationals. It, the the theory behind those sh- those cards is you're sending the best to the nationals. That means that. Your judging standards at the local level should match nationals, so you're not sending. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be diplomatic. Um, it's not working. So you're not sending something that shouldn't have. You know, and, and like, yeah, we have to place all our classes one through ten. You can't do that dumb thing they do in dog showing, where oh, I'm gonna award the the top placer third because whatever. Like, no. You you judge what's on the table, and if what's on the table is suboptimal, you still have to pin it. But you should apply the same standards to your local classes that you get as as you would get at NAN. You know, and part of our problem with nationals is 
it would be great if we had three judges that were all on the same page and looking at the exact same things, but we don't. And it's a manpower issue, and it was a manpower issue in 2016. It's been a it manpower issue for 10 years. gotten at any least. better since then, trust me. Um, nope. 2016. What, 2006? Was that my first? Well, no, your first 2010. National... 2010. Um, oh, you mean managing? The first it. one that I, the first one I, yeah, that I ran. Oh, I thought you were talking about going. I was like, no, girl. No, that it's was 2001. Ago, girl. It was before. <laughs> no, the first one, I went to 95. I went to the first one. Um, I can tell stories. Um, but, uh, you know, it was very difficult to get, and I had a good judging staff in, in that that show. I had a really good staff. It was extremely hard to pull together. It has gotten much harder to do that now. Sure. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think that, you know, Liz is a big part of that legacy. The ABCs, the, mm -hmm. you know, uh, helped, um, you know, Leslie on her color journey because, I tell right, you what, that was like, happening at the same time. I don't time. know if Liz had a, like a monomic memory of stuff like, but you could ask Liz anything, even now, probably. Oh, yeah. You know, if she was awake and she would be like, blah, 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 and exact dates, people. Oh yeah. Just, but she also had that my memory for pedigree, for breed standard, for, for you all know, kinds of stuff, sculpture, yeah. just in, insane. You know. Uh, I'm, I'm so sad. I am sad, and and you know we're we're in our early fifties. Um, yeah. we probably got a while longer around, but you know we're losing. I Liz would not classify herself as she said on our interview as a first generation. There were people before her, but she was definitely a generation in front of Jackie and I. And you yeah. know, she's. I feel like leaving us young. Um. And Judy left us way too young, but we're losing, oh God, you yeah. know, some of those seminal people in the late seventies, early eighties that matter so much to, you know, our experience with the hobby and our development as hobbyists is people that came after them. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to like, I don't want to build us up as big record keepers and stuff like that, but we would encourage anybody um, that has a story to tell about how, who, who influenced you, or Guess if you were told. an influencer, come to us. We will talk to you. Yeah. We will interview. Like, let's get this legacy digitized so that it can still be around. Yeah, because I mean, one of the things about the hobby is, uh, like, all our history is word of mouth at this point, and you know, we don't talk to each other as much as we used to. Like our, our electronic things, like well, yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff on Yahoo. That's gone. Yeah, all that's gone. Well, the Nan stuff isn't gone. <laughs> Not all of it is gone, but like there was a lot of stuff. Like, hey, the the the, the inception of Nansa on Haynet is gone. Oh, yeah, all that's gone. Like, yeah, all that's gone. All those conversations, like what was it, Cascade Board? All, all that oh, Cascade is all gone. All that stuff is gone. Thank God. But what? Like, giant cat head. Remember that? Do I remember giant cat head? Yes. That was a mess. But like, hey, I'm like, I mean, the the model horse blab is still out there, but it's not what it used to be, and it's not easy to access those conversations. No. So. Anyway, we have to get on to Kathy Lance. 
Yeah, we need to talk to her. We need to talk to Nancy Kelly. Yeah. Um, if you guys think of somebody you want us to talk to that's still around, let yeah, us know. Yeah, seriously, like, let us will, know. We will go stalk them. <laughs> we have we have tried. We we were beating on Carol Williams for a while too, but she somehow thought we no one would want to hear from her. Well, I I had I used Tammy Parmachuk as an emissary, and she said I don't yeah. know why anybody would want to listen to me, and I'm like, are you kidding? Are you and then joking? I, and then I talked to Gary, and Gary was like, N O no, mm-hmm. like no. So. I mean, which is, it's a shame. Like, yeah. like Carol, Carol Williams is huge innovator, huge innovator, huge influencer. Like, so many people I can name who brilliantly paint, learned from her, learned from yeah. Chris. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I would love for her to come on and talk, but I I can't make her. And right. Gary, Gary, who is her gateway, is like no, so. That's that's out. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, episode sixty eight is our interview with Liz. Um, we published it all on social media. If you want to check it out, it's a really, really great retrospective on her introduction as a kid into the hobby with people like Marnie and mm-hmm. uh, Simi Simeljack and and people that really kicked it. You know, Karen Grimm, people that kicked it off. Um, who was who was the Jason Ross? Uh, yeah, Nancy Stoger. Uh, Nancy, yeah, that, whoever was so, that was about. I guess so, like super weird. Yeah, um, but you know that was her Pam Hutton, really. You know, so she yeah. had people that influenced her. So we love Liz, and we are thinking about her. Yeah. And um, uh, an important part of this hobby uh, we are losing, and uh, we hope everybody, um, you know, the, we know the hobby's high drama, but appreciate. Um, all of us who have kind of found our tribe here and uh, uh, the people that went before us because they're important. Yeah. Yeah. I don't got anything else to follow up. Uh, I, I do have one more thing. If people all have stories about Liz, um, let us know and we can do some, either have you send us an audio uh, clip or we can do a little interview whenever we're available. Um, yeah, love that. So we would love to do a retrospective like that. So, yeah. All right, uh, we're going to stop blathering on about <laughs> Liz and Nan, and uh, we're going to go to uh, Instagram in progress. We'll be right back. Bears in Black. We're back with Instagram in progress. Oh, woo. We were just discussing what a dummy Jackie is. Uh, Jackie's a giant dummy. Jackie, Jackie has messed up her circadian rhythm, and she has to work less next week. And yeah, and she's like she she's still tour chasing and going to a con, tour chasing so. and going to anime cons all in the same weekend. It's gonna be, might be dead on Monday. In the words of South Park, "Dum dum 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 dum." Yes. <laughs> I you know I do these things. And I look at them. I'm like, this is a stupid decision. And I'm like, it's so much. Fun. It is, but God. You know, that was easier when we were 20. I know. It wasn't easy when I was 20. So if I can get Sean Chiplock to say you're listening to Mares in Black as Rivali, I'm going to do it. Oh, totally. Please. <laughs> Why didn't we do Mares in Black when we were going to Walker Stalker Con? Oh, my God. We could have had Jason right? Momoa do it. We could have Jason it. Momoa do a, a, a stinger. <laughs> 
show. Yeah, if I knew any of these other anime voice, because usually like these voice actors, they're all like, "Oh yeah, we're all these voice actors," and I'm just like, I have no idea who these people are. I don't care. Well, Sean Chiplock does a lot of voices in a lot of properties. Breath of the Wild happens to be one of them. Well, he might be. You got two hundred dollars. This is my job. <laughs> I don't think he'll be that expensive, to be honest. <laughs> He's certainly not Norman Reedus level pricing, but <laughs> for voice work. Well, I mean, because some of them will do like a little voice thing at the table. Like we could look into doing getting somebody to do stuff like that for us on Cameo. Let's talk about that. Later. Yes, that might be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Anyway, anyway, we're starting off uh, Instagram in progress with Clint Flint, uh, Chris Flint. Who's Clint Flint? I don't know. That's a <laughs> a country singer chris flint of Bosheva creations and we have this look at this couple of lovelies um this chestnut is i want to die i know that is lovely so this is uh this is a brigida burl i forget yeah. the name because she has so many uh this is a uh trotting warm blood she's doing it this beautiful red chestnut and it's just gorgeous he's just oh i can't and then she's got a the venti uh is it valinor valor not valinor valor sorry venti valor because i know that because he's being posed with a chapstick <laughs> um in a really you know he's he's not you know he's a work in progress but he's really lovely day mm. yeah and chris says she's getting knee surgery so good luck chris Good luck, Chris. Feel better soon. Fancy Absinthe. That's this horse's name. The mold's name. Oh, God. Yeah, he's really great. Yeah. Yeah, he's really one. great. Nice forward trot. Uh, Dig it. Uh-huh. What's next? Oh, all figurative. This is our this darling is a- uh, Megan Rochelle. Yeah, so this is a Patreon of ours. She was working on this at our last. I season. know we were like, "What? What are you doing?" So, so she has dinosaur models, and she was look, working on a Parasaurolophus. Um, it's thirty six inches long. Um, she has a picture of it standing next to a crane, and it's absolutely dwarfing the crane. They are not the same scale. <laughs> um, it's still dwarfing the crane, uh, but I can't wait till she's done with it. I think she's thinking about making. They don't battle gear for it because why would you? If you scroll down too, she's got the legs on it. It's enormous. Oh yeah, it's 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 crazy huge. She's got a Dimetrodon too, but he's very small. Uh, break the mold studio. Break the mold studios. So you should probably talk about this one. <laughs> I should probably talk about this one. Because so, Zelda. Yeah. So, yeah. So, actually, it's funny because this one came came to my attention uh, through another source. Um, but, uh, so, this is uh, Jake Heat's, uh, this is a Bronte, which they had painted by Sue Kern. And um, is painted to look like uh, Ganondorf's horse, who... This horse pops up throughout the games. It's a, it's a, like a big black chestnut with a red mane tail and it's huge. And, I'm sure he'll bite you worse than uh, the, the horse that won the Derby this weekend. Rich Strike. Rich Strike, yeah. Who ate um, the jockey and ate the, ate jockey the outrider and, the, and, and his the horse. outrider. <laughs> but uh, 
But it's like this horse is also this is a side quest horse in Breath of the Wild. So the last picture is the the Breath of the Wild version of this horse. Uh, yeah, no, I, I saw this. I was like, oh, that's really cool, and I saved it. And here he is. Here he is. Yeah, he she is. wanted to use him for uh, Fall of Friday or whatever, and I was just like, I was in there looking because I just marked stuff to save for Instagram and progress, and I was like, oh yay, Jackie's marking stuff for me. I was like you totally stole Jackie's, my Friday post. Jackie's make marking stuff for herself. herself. Uh, but if I know you're doing that now, I will. I will mark stuff. Too. Yeah, I mean, if you have something special, just say, hey, don't. Yeah, I know. I got. I got backup stuff. It's fine. All right. Uh, so for some reason, my Instagram decided it was going to log out at this point, and now will not open any of the rest of these. So, uh, Kristen Sermelli, the round rat person, the round rat. Um, she is in the middle of painting uh, a fjord sculpt uh, medallion sculpted by um, Mel Mel Miller, and she's got oh, this I know the one you're talking about rainbow mane going on, and it's oh. so cool. It is so cool. I don't, she's like, I don't, it, she says, Kay, it's rainbow. And I didn't even plan farther than that. And I'm like, I don't care. I love it. It doesn't matter. Send it to me right now. <laughs> That's fine. Just, just gloss it. That It'll works. be great. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Brie Cundiff. So this is the adult in the pair for this year's, um, uh, bonuses from Maggie. Bennett's micro Oh, the, the peg, the terrific. Yes. Um, and she's doing this, the, the terrific itself is like a dapple gray, but then it's got this wild, like brown and cream and like cerulean blue oh, wing God. feathers on it. It's so pretty. Mm. And then it's got a little pink nose. Aww, a little sleepy nose. So it's so good. She's still working on it, but it's going to be so amazing. Uh, I'm wondering if she's doing the full with it because it is nuts. Oh. I wonder what it's based on. I'm not a bird person, so I don't know what this. I uh, I don't know because the cerulean and that code. I, I said my computer has decided to log itself out of Instagram and it will not show me these files. <laughs> right. I don't know what the deal is. Um. Also, do I know my Instagram password off the top of my head? Hell no. Why would I do that? It's on my phone. <laughs> um, but uh, so I don't I don't know. And even uh, if I saw it, I don't know that I would necessarily know what bird it was. No, so we need Sandra Gibson for this. I, She'd be like, oh, that's a long wing snipe nose, blah, Canadian doo-doo-doo. <laughs> how was that again? Um, guessing ponies. Hang on, let me see if I can, maybe see if we'll open it from the email. Well, meanwhile, I'm going to talk about this parade of gold. So, Guess and Ponies, who we feature probably every week, usually, um, has done... This is fantasy. That's not a real bird. Has done gold ponies. So, um, Mm -hmm. they have filigree, and they have uh, gold charm, and they have pinto and yep. appaloosa and one of the christmas zebras and it's so awesome they have a cow too yes a cow that is a nice bunch of ponies isn't that great except oh my God. they are missing my filigree walking shire girl but that's okay well do you have a filigree in here i see a gold charm 
Yeah, there's. Oh yeah, there's the fighter. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. you baby, the fighter is going to trump that Shire. Although there might be fewer of the Shire. Well, I don't know. There's so I don't know. That's shires. a good question. But yeah, there's 125 but... Shires, right? I uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but you know, nobody loves the Shire. Baby. Oh baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a great collection, though. You you get almost those bronze golds from the, the older issues. To yeah. Secretariat, which is like gold bullion. And, um, you know, then the really uh, fantastic Allegro uh, from Briarfest last year, which is just super cool. Yeah. Nifty. I love their It setups. is nifty. And, and then uh, finally... Kingston Studios. Kingston Studios. Showing how she does her dapples. Reverse dapples. These are so neat. Yeah, these are cool. Reverse technique. I apologize. They're supposed to be real dapples, but she's using an eraser uh, to mark those uh, her pastels out. For yeah, this is super cool. I just love watching. Everybody's gotten into this thing with doing these reels, and I dig it. Yeah, it's not. It's interesting to watch the process. Yeah, of course. Because you always kind of look and go and well, go like, whoa, what's that? Danger twins. Yeah. So this is. It looks like she's working on a Bobby Joe. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I can tell by the mane. I think Bobby Joe. But yeah, this is super interesting. This is Taylor Oots. Outs. I never know how to say that. She got remarried. I don't know how to say. I know. I can't say her name. Sorry, Taylor, let us know. How do you say your name? Taylor O. <laughs> Taylor O. All right. That's that. Is that right. that, baby? It's time to close the show. Oh, my God, is it time to close the show? Listen to me like I didn't know this was coming. <laughs> Unscripted <laughs> drama. Oh, my God. What do you mean it's time so, to close the show? What do you mean it's time to close the show? We've been talking about this for two hours. What the hell? Uh, yeah, anyway, um, come, we, uh, we're always looking for sponsors and shout outs. Uh, Heather's got the advertising rates, uh, yes. the packages. So email us info at mayorsblack.com. Briarfest is coming. Briarfest is coming. So send we're me your We're going to be driving there. You yes. want to be on that show. You want to be on the drive show. Artisans Gallery. La, 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 la. La, la, la. Uh, also, Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Mayors in Black, or search for Model Horse Podcast or Mayors in Black. You'll find us. Come join us on our board. We're fun. Yes, we are fun. Uh, you can subscribe to Mayors in Black Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, or about a billion other places. Yeah. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch, and TikTok News. We just hit a thousand followers like in the last 24 hours, uh, which means we can go live. And the reason why that is fun and exciting is it means that while we are driving to Kentucky, we can go live in the car and be idiots. Yes. And also be idiots at Briarfest. So, yes, idiots on streaming live on Briarfest. And that that video doesn't save. You got to be like experiencing it in the moment. But I'm very excited. So this Ooh. means I now have to like, I got the ability to do this on my other account about December, and I have not done it. So now I'm like, oh, I gotta start practicing some lives. 
We also will try, I can't guarantee it because God knows what's going to go on at Briarfest, try and do a closing night stream like we have for the last oh, yeah, two like years. Oh, yeah, we did last year. Um, but who knows what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, but like Sunday night or maybe when we get back Monday night, we'll see. Yeah. Well, pretend, I mean, we have the technology. It's we have be done. the technology. All right. All right. We're going to get out of here. We love All you guys. Right. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. The Mares in Black podcast, created and hosted by Heather Malone and Jackie Rossi. Written by Heather Malone. Produced by Heather Malone, Jackie Rossi, and Joshua Wessner. Edited by Joshua Wessner. Engineered at Two Ton Studios. Fulfillment Enforcer, Jackie Rossi.